happy thanksgiving guys nah, i'm just kidding i know i'm not i'm not retarded are you uh, i'm 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 pretty sure i'm not are you <laughs> i might be a sociopath but i'm not retarded are you sure <laughs> pretty sure okay <laughs> anyways happy thanksgiving guys uh you mean easter yeah yeah easter happy easter that was the joke are you sure yeah thanks for learning my punchline let's just let's just start let's just start about something that's really sensitive yeah uh, and fortunately we can't get into it like we can't be humorous we can't be funny as much yeah and we would like you to understand that because today we're going to be talking about grief and about loss yeah because uh, there's been so many incidents recently where people who are close to us and just people just other people in general who have lost so many people to the pandemic and uh, to just complications of health because of covid so we thought it would be a good idea to make an episode about loss and grief yeah it only makes sense because as uh, sarus rightfully said because of the cold covid 19 situation and the millions of people who've lost their lives it only makes sense to put this video out uh, because uh, we need people to know we need people who've lost loved ones to know that they're not alone that we're with them and uh, through this uh, episode or through this podcast we would like to uh, just share our thoughts with them yeah, we're going to share our thoughts as well as we do have an a live example in front of you guys today a person who has suffered a lot of loss and has gone through a lot of grief and how success you can attain success even after even if it feels like the world is meaningless now and it feels like you are alone but that's not the case there's always going to be your friends and family who are going to be there to support you and uh, we do have a live example of that today so we sat down with mansi arora and as sarah rightfully said uh, we're going to be talking to her about her experiences with loss with grief and yeah let's see what she thinks about it lying but okay <laughs> what do you mean, what do you mean by lying no lying i'm lying i'm okay. not good because today a friend's mom passed away and it brought on all the trauma i had uh it was a friend from college and her mom was hospitalized due to some complications and then she passed away because cardiac arrest and stuff um and that brought forward a lot of things i knew i had suppressed from my own mom's passing i don't know how she looked like i don't know i don't even know her name but yeah sort of she was a close friend but the thing is what happened the instance which happened triggered something in my own brain which i knew i had been ignoring i don't even know what to say mansi i mean i'm really sorry uh, but could you at least tell us at some level could you relate to your friend in some way yeah i totally relate to her and it took me back to the time when my own mom died and the feelings i was feeling at that time and i felt like i had a small uh like the whole morning i had a small revisitation of those feelings like i did call her to check up on her and um she's de- dealing with it how everyone deals with it at first right because you're numb at first you you don't you cry but you don't really realize the magnitude of the 
feelings you're about to feel uh you realize as you go back into because for the for us hindus and stuff um the first i'd say 20 days are hard because uh there there's a lot of pujas right and so you kind of keep distracting yourself with these guests and yeah yeah you distract yourself and all the relatives come and see so you have to sort of be strong and sort of i'd say put up a facade even because you don't want to cry yeah you don't want to cry right especially if you're like an older child you want to be able to take care of everyone but as you begin your daily life you start to understand that um this whole person of uh, an important person from my family is missing and i don't know i don't i didn't understand the value how she was placed in this family um until she was not here we then asked her about the responsibilities she had to shoulder after her mom had passed away in the start it was really confusing i knew i had to be there for him because he was i'd say barely 12 13 years 13 years old right um so i had to deal with him i had to make sure he wasn't uh, massively affected by what people were saying how um the instant shock i wanted to sort of guard him from that right so i tried to do that as much as possible because um obviously you don't want someone to cry right it was not bad for us right um and for him i had to it was a lot of stress on me because i had to look after my dad as well as him and i was still like 16 i was just a teenager and i've while well, i've had the responsibility of uh looking after a sibling i i sort of had to be an in place sort of a temporary mom yeah a larger role which i didn't know how to do which others kept telling me to do so there there was a the stress of that the person referred to in this audio clip is actually uh, mansi's younger brother manas who was 12 or 13 at the time of their mother's death um at start he was sad so while um while the processions and everything were going on he was he was in his room on the laptop and he was just numbing himself with the games so it went on for longer than i'd imagined so when 6 months later when he sort of took away his laptop and stuff um that's when he that's when he had all these feelings i think that would apply to me too but in an earlier timeline so i think grief is like a super multifold process right and it includes a lot of emotions so first i think it's subjective to everyone so first for me it was numbing so numbing also includes a lot of denial the realization that something so huge something such a massive change has occurred for the bad in your life for negative in your life right um then comes the anger why did this happen and then i think anger was a very short phase for me um and soon after came the sadness the crying till you can't stop you know till your eyes hurt sort of thing and then you sort of get back to your routine for a while i was depressed like i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to move on with my life um and then i started getting into uh, into her closet you know feeling things out you know seeing what she left what what did all this mean what was i supposed to do i felt very clueless i didn't know what to do and then i slowly started to understand ki okay now this is the role i have i'm never going to be her i'm not going to be the same person just as a older sister so slowly i did understand that 
but it mostly does include like a lot of sadness. So within the months that my mom passed, uh, I met almost everyone I know. I talked a lot about it with my friends, with my family, with everyone and I didn't cry as much till date. I've, I think I've only cried four or five times properly about like missing her, you know. And then I started sort of developing some sort of depression, which was basically um, ignoring things, um, not caring, just sleeping a lot, um, eating a lot. And then I got sick soon after. I had like dengue. Yeah, so talking was my coping mechanism. I did talk with my uh, uncle who's, he's not a therapist, but he's a trainer, he's a coach, yeah. right? So I talked with him, so he helped me a bit. It was just meeting a lot of people. And then in that process, I sort of uh, numbed my own feelings. So it was very superficial, right? Because friends don't really know what to say when such a big thing has happened, right? So I didn't meet a lot of people and I did share with them how and how it happened. But I still had this facade where I was I was telling them I'm okay. And I still do that sometimes. I, tell, I make a joke about it or um, I talk about it like it did not impact me much, right? But that's just because I didn't really want to face it because when that sort of, uh, when those emotions overflow, they just don't stop, right? So my social life with friends was, um, they were there for me and I knew that, but some things you just have to go through by yourself. My family was sort of pressurizing me um, to, not directly, but they were still concerned, right? For us family, they were concerned. So they were like, no, now you have to take up new responsibilities. Um, you have to look after your brother. You have to manage your father and his health because obviously he has lost the love of his life, right? Um, but I think in the process, they didn't realize that even I, even I have lost out on an important person. Um, so I felt like uh, whenever it came to family, I tried to distance, uh, distance, distance them from me. When it came to friends, it was superficial. And then when it came to my mom's friends, I felt really compulsed to sort of have a connection with them. And at start, it did help because I started finding out more things about her through them, right? And because I was just 16, I wasn't always consciously paying attention to my family all the time, right? Because I think at that stage, I was more concerned with school or, you know, college had just started or myself or, you know, friends. Um, so I didn't consciously pay a lot of attention to her and I do regret that a bit. So I started talking to her to her friends and I felt like um, in that process, they were also trying to know more about her through me. And then it became, I wouldn't say toxic, it just became very weird because after a while you just don't know what to say to them. Yeah. So, Mansi was talking about how her friends and family, uh, they expected her to have a lot of responsibility. Well, they didn't expect her, but she felt like she had to uh, become a stand-in mother, as she said, for Manas, her younger brother. And then she also goes on to explain how uh, when her mother passed away, she was uh, she kept talking to people, her uncle, her uh, she even talked to her brother whenever he was ready to talk and mostly her friends i think i can understand that uh, her friends do not really know what she must be going through or the experiences that uh, she must be going through so because i remember uh, it was i think diwali it was the day of diwali and i was uh, hanging out at the mall with my one of our friends uh, called sahil 
and we were hanging out and we we're just like chilling in the food court we we're just talking about stuff and then he picks up a call and his face just dies and he looks at me and he he puts the phone down he says dude mansi's mom just passed away and i did not know how to react i don't know what to say i just told him you know what we'll meet in the evening we'll go to her place i don't care what's going to happen wow i i did not know this happened that is crazy yeah. like i i cannot even begin to imagine what you guys must have felt like at that time and what mansi must have felt like at that time we just wanted to be there for her you know we didn't want her to feel alone and it must be a really confusing time for her of course of course there's a lot going on in one, one's mind when someone that's so close to you so Your close m- to the family mother. exactly someone who takes care of so much responsibilities takes care of the whole family keep the glue of the family just passes away so it's really hard then in the next segment we ask her about stress and how she had friends and family to cope with it it did put a lot of stress on me because especially with my brother i was now forced to be sort of the bad guy you know sort of the strict one before all this me and my brother were like best friends we didn't really have a lot of problems we would fight occasionally and now i had to sort of look after him be strict right because my dad was dealing with his own issues so i felt like no i should at least look after myself and him right so i felt like i had to be strict with him and then he had a lot of anger he had also repressed his feelings so that came out to me right so i think for almost an year our relationship was like very um frail very fragile um we we didn't talk we distanced uh, ourselves from each other the trust uh, wasn't there anymore we fought on a daily basis um so that put a lot of stress on me emotionally physically the stress of you know doing household chores i didn't know how to cook back then so i had to sort of train the maids and my my grandmom was there right so she helped me a lot but then she also had to go back to her home so looking after the maids um dealing with my own exams right the uh, pressure of exams was a lot i didn't know how to cope with it just looking after the house you know it it doesn't feel like much but you don't you, you don't even know what she used to do and you're trying to figure out what she used to do and you're trying to do them and when those things aren't done you realize oh the clothes aren't washed or oh someone has to do the dishes you know or oh there's dust on the table there were some things first i did get into some self deprecating um things mm-hmm. like not eating at all because i felt nauseous all the time right um even today i felt super nauseous after hearing that someone died so i would stop eating but then i would cope by working out a lot because working out is really cathartic right it's a release of stress and emotions um and then i remember uh, that my mom was really into spirituality and when she used to uh, see all these self help uh, motivation spiritual videos uh, not in the religious sense right she used to see all these videos and i started getting into those and at first it was my method my way of understanding her but uh, in the process i found my love for spirituality and energy and how to become the best version of yourself so i started into started getting into meditation yoga all those things so that helped from this point onwards we started talking about spirituality and how she 
was uh, a better person from this experience and how she tried to become a better version of herself and how she just coped with everything and what was her life afterwards yeah i don't remember a time when i wasn't like this that's the thing i i realized i wasn't conscious i wasn't as present i was not as considerate i was i was just not living i was just in survival mode i was just existing yeah so i definitely came out stronger mentally and physically and i realized that in the process i found who i was because i had really unhealthy coping strategies i did not value people around me as much i did not uh, i had a lot of like family fights before that um so i started we as a family came out stronger we started expressing our love to each other and i think that's really important because you don't know when you're when you're going to see a person for the last time i don't know what i would have done if i were the same person 2 years ago yeah i don't think i would have loved my life i don't think i don't know how i would have lived if i were that person seeing it was and is still traumatic and i think that's the only issue i have not resolved yet right because it's very dramatic but those flashes of the hospital come in my head and i think i'd say i started i definitely started taking care of my body more i started valuing sleep good food good nutrition working out being healthy just loving just a lot of self acceptance um and i realized that every opportunity i get if i really feel like it i should take it i should pay attention to myself and my family um i should love them basically it changed my outlook on life because i mean not that life is short right but it is limited i realized that so we decided to revisit a couple of old memories of her mom and dad and yeah my mom and dad were like a living rom-com because uh they they met in college and um they they actually sort of eloped from their parents their parents didn't really approve of their marriage and so they eloped and they got married and then they moved into you know my mom moved into my dad's house and they were just perfect they are perfect for each other and i saw that miss out from his life because my dad was with my mom since his 20s right. and he didn't know how to live without her right because this this particular person who is with you affects and takes all the important in any decision of life with you and he didn't know how to do that yeah. and then his life started sort of getting more monotonous he tried to sort of he started getting into sports like i did so he would go every day he'd play badminton uh, in the morning table tennis at night and to be honest my dad doesn't have a lot of friends he has a small circle right um it doesn't help so he just hung out with those few people and just did sports so like like me it was very superficial um and still yet he just stays in his room all day and he says often ki the only reason he's still here is to look after me in manas so i think i think he's lost his reason for living that was a really deep and meaningful conversation we just had and obviously we got to learn a lot about mansi and her life and we decided to ask her for a final message that she might have for people out there who are suffering or who are listening and going through the same things that she is going through i think firstly grief is not comparable even if it's your mother grandmother a pet it's just not comparable because you still do feel it 
secondly like i told my friend today who lost her mom it gets better from now on you don't have to get better immediately but it will get better soon and you are allowed to be sad or angry so that was a conversation we decided to have with manchi and i feel like it was the right decision and the right moment to talk about things like this and obviously in in today's world in the world we are living in right now with the pandemic uh, i hope people find this podcast well and i hope they can listen to it and i hope they can work out the problems and i hope they uh, find a solution to whatever they're going through just like manchi did just like siddharth did just like i did i want to confess right now and say that someone close to me just passed away yesterday and we we, we received the sad news but uh, it's sad it's sad when you have those memories with that person where you spend so much time with them when it it wasn't even yesterday where you saw them and then you get news that they're not in the world anymore it's very sad but uh, it's something that every person has to go through that is part of life and it's something that we all have to deal with yeah i i also have a story of mine my my grandfather on my mom's side was very close to me when i was young and he passed away when i was like 4 5 years old and some of my memories of him are very uh, foggy but the 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 days i do remember i remember them being the happiest days of my life but obviously now i'm much older and i've I I would like to say that I've moved on from that because obviously death is inevitable as as that said it's part of life and we can just hope can we can be hopeful and knowing that that person is in a better place in a better part of part of his world is is what kind of motivates me to keep going and uh, eventually everything goes back to normal but you always carry a part of that person who you've loved in your heart everywhere you go jada deep ho gaya That's what she said. I'm I'm telling you, Rick. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. I think I think sab ke liye zada ho gaya abhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should sign off. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is the second episode of our podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.